There's no shame in seeking more out of life. It's completely acceptable to want to feel fully alive. If you feel a calling, if you've reached midlife or beyond and ache for something to light you up or to set you free, then this is the place for you. There's a seed inside you that wants to grow? Well, I invite you to join me in some insightful conversations about what it means to have reached midlife or beyond and find that you want a deeper connection with self and spirit, that you have dreams that you never dared act upon before now, that no matter your age, you're willing to finally meet your heart's longing and start an adventure to your true self. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host, and I'm so happy to be here. I always say that, but it's true. I fully enjoy doing this podcast and uh, talking with folks that are in midlife and beyond that are striving to live their best life in the second half of life. And that's me. And I just, I find that talking to all of the listeners out there about the things that I'm trying to learn and improve upon myself, it just helps us to all build um, each other up and, and motivate one another. So that's what I would like to continue doing. And today we're going to talk about failure because <laughs> we've all been there, right? We've all failed at one thing or another. Sometimes we've failed tremendously, embarrassingly even. But the thing with failure is, you know, that just means that you tried. That means that you got out there and you did something. And um, so basically failure to me, it, it, it's a misconception. It's not a bad thing to fail. Actually, failing is inevitable. Failing is one of those things that without trial and error, you would never get all the great things that have happened and, and come about in, in this world. Uh, you know, think about all the things, all the, the terrible designs that the Wright brothers came up with before uh, the airplane was actually <laughs> invented. So uh, failure, you guys, it, it can be daunting. It can be uh, scary. It can be the thing that holds you back. And in midlife and beyond, I find that we have all failed at one time or another in our lives. Sometimes, sometimes we've failed really huge and it can be hard to get back on your feet again once you have failed. It can be embarrassing. It can be uh, troublesome. It can be, especially if you've invested a bunch of money in something and failed. But the most important thing is that once we've failed, we learn from it, right? If you're not learning from it and you're not moving forward, then you're not going to gain anything. When we get into midlife, I know that there's a lot of people that are out there like me that have been trying to make changes in their life. And, um, gosh, I, I've been changing. I, I think that true growth comes from accepting the things that you used to be and the, the way that you are today and letting go of the past and moving forward because we're not going to stay the same people we were when we were 20 or 30 or even, you know, if you're 40, you're, you're, by the time you're 50, you're still going to be different. We're constantly evolving. And as we evolve, the things that we want to get out of life are going to change. And you have to accept those changes and accept where you are in life. But it doesn't mean we ever stop. And that's what this is all about today, you guys. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from doing what it is you want to do at any age. 
Um, I know one of the most embarrassing things that I did was in my 40s, I went to my first writer's conference. And I've been writing my whole life, as most writers that go to a writer's conference have been doing. And um, I get there, and I had to pitch the book that I had. And my manuscript was not complete. I didn't realize it should be complete before you do that. But you can go to writer's conference even if you haven't even started writing your novel. The thing, though, is, is you, when you pitch an agent, you should be ready. And so... I had no knowledge of these things. I went very green into uh, my first writer's conference. I learned so much, though, but I embarrassed myself by pitching to these very, uh, you know, important high-end agents out of New York City who saw me as the little country bumpkin girl who had absolutely no idea of, you know, what it was that you were supposed to do when you went in and, and pitched, pitched your, your manuscript. So I stumbled on my words. I, I tried to squeeze down my so-called elevator pitch, but I pitched all of the wrong points in my book. And at one point, um, I even had this, what I would consider a woman of old money, um, look down her nose at me and cut me off in mid-sentence and say, nobody wants to hear anything about that. And I went, wow. <laughs> it kind of stumped me right in my tracks. Luckily, though, I went back to bat the next day, and it was a four-day conference, and I had met a friend who became a very dear friend of mine. She's since passed away, but she took me under her wing, and she taught me what it was that they were looking for because she had been to several conferences at this point, but she started her writing career a little bit late in life, and she, but she had learned through failure herself, so she became a good teacher for me. And I also learned a great deal about what I was going to do the next time I went to a writer's conference. So yes, I stepped into the arena. Um, as Brene Brown would say, um, I, I dared greatly, but I failed greatly as well. Um, it doesn't matter though, because by the time I went to the next writer's conference, I had a completely different book ready, um, polished manuscript, ready to go. And I, I did such a great job and I felt so successful by the time I finished that other conference that um, it just, just made me feel good inside to know that I had come back, um, I'd learned and I'd put the knowledge that I had then to, uh, to the test and, and it, was, it was really serving me well. So that failure from the beginning that was very embarrassing to me and that I had, you know, someone look down their nose at me and... and uh, you know, make me feel beneath their shoe, basically. Um, I just took that and chalked it up to, you know, I had to get some experience under my belt and um, I came back stronger. So if you're afraid of failing, don't be. Because without failure, we don't learn anything. Um, it's really funny because one of the things that I remember, and this is a quote that everybody's probably heard at this point in time, but Thomas Edison said, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. <laughs> and it's true, you guys. Some of the greatest inventions had failure after failure. Um, and, and you have to just know that your best teacher is going to be failing. You have to be willing to fail. And, and, and even asking for, asking for someone to do something is, is like in sales. Say you're a salesperson, you're trying to sell a car. 
Do you think that every day that you go to work and you're selling a car, you're going to sell to every single person that comes onto the lot? No. But if 10 people come onto the lot that day and you end up selling one car, that was a win. You failed nine times, but you finally got that sale on number 10. That's okay. That means it was a successful day. You can't think about all the things that are not working. Instead, you have to find out what is working and move from there. You know, grow from what is working. And when you do find out what's not working, that's actually a really great tool. I found that often in midlife, we get stuck and we don't really know what it is that we want out of life anymore. Specifically, if we've raised children or, um, you know, we've been taking care of parents that have passed and then we find ourselves without anyone to take care of anymore. And we have all this extra time that we're like lost and don't know, well, I don't even know what to do with myself. I don't know what I like. I don't know if I want to go play golf. I don't know if I want to start picking up a hobby or if I want to take another job or, you know, what do I do with my time and with my life? Who am I? Well, a lot of times, if you look at all the failures in life that we have had, and like I said, by midlife and beyond, we've had plenty of them. And, you know, if you sit and really think about it, You'll learn just just knowing what it is that you don't want, just knowing what it is that didn't work can help point you in the direction of, well, I know I don't want to go this way. I know I don't want to do that. So maybe I will try this. So failure, again, can be a wonderful teacher. Um, oh, speaking of which, and that's another thing too. Remember Bill Gates said that success is a lousy teacher because <laughs> think about it. If every single thing that you tried worked out perfectly, well, you really didn't learn a whole lot because at the end of the day, everyone that's successful is eventually going to fall or fail somewhere. And if you don't know how to pull yourself back up by your bootstraps, if you don't have that spirit of, I'm going to try again, Oftentimes, people, what, that things come very easily to them for a long time, and then once they finally run into a wall years later, they don't know how to go around it, above it, under it, over it. They don't know how to do that. They just stand stuck at the wall, not understanding why we have this barrier now. So I often think that it's those of us that have the tenacity to keep going, to push forward, to find a new way, because we've failed. And we know that, well, that didn't work. I'm going to try this. Those of us that do that, we often have some of the biggest successes. But success doesn't last. You have to find new ways to evolve, to grow, to change. Even the biggest businesses out there in the world have had to make changes and alterations to be able to continue to move forward. So I don't know if you guys know who Dennis Whiteley is. He's um, an American uh, motivational speaker. He's an author. He's got several books out there. And he has this quote that says, failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It's a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something that we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. So you guys, don't be afraid of failure. Um, I've talked about being brave in, in past podcasts, but that really is what it's all about. You know, you, you have to be able to, one, honor yourself and honor what it is that you want. Two is 
you have to be able to be brave enough to take certain steps towards whatever it is that you want in life. And three, you have to muster up the courage because, you know, courage does not necessarily mean that, you know, you're super brave. It just means that you can muster up the courage to do something even if you are fearful. It's okay to be fearful. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of um, naive to try and step into something brand new and not have fear. Anything that's new, we all have a certain amount of fear involved. But if you have enthusiasm and you really, really want to try something, so the worst thing that happens is you fail. You move forward, though. You take a risk in life. If you don't do something and you do nothing, then you, if you've risked nothing, then you've gained nothing. And at this age in our life, in this, at this stage in our life, you guys, we all know this to be true. Let's take a few examples here on what I'm talking about. Okay. Making some changes in your life. Say you are um, newly widowed um, or divorced um, you know, your spouse passes away or you've just recently separated from a long marriage and you have to learn how to go out and go to dinner by yourself or go to a movie by yourself or God forbid, go to go on vacation by yourself. These are things that are scary at first, but once you do them a few times, it can be extremely liberating and it will change your life and open up you in ways that you never dreamed possible. You might meet new people, people that are like you, that are out there learning to live again too. A bigger thing even yet is, or at least something equally as big, is how about changing careers in midlife? Some folks have been in the military, you know, for 20, 25, 30 years, and they get out and it's like, okay, they're still young enough that they have energy and they want to contribute and they, maybe they want to have a second career, but they have no idea what to do with themselves. And maybe they're a little bit nervous and they want to try something completely and utterly different. Or maybe you were in the corporate world for 20 or 30 years and now you've decided, you know what, I just want to start my own small business. I'm just done with this. I'll get my retirement from there and I'm going to move on to try something completely different. For me, I worked in several different fields throughout my life because I didn't like doing any one thing forever. Um, but you have to be, even in the face of, you know, the unknown or being fearful to do it, you have to just decide. And once you make that step, and you, you step off the edge, you're free falling a little bit there for a while before your parachute opens. And you, you can do these things. You can do hard things. But if you fail, so what? You pick yourself back up and you learn from what it is that didn't work, just like Thomas Edison. Learn from what didn't work and then move forward from there. Um, Robert F. Frost said that only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. You know, there's another thing too is... Uh, I love music. I don't know if you guys listen to a lot of music, but I'm always listening to music. And from the time I was a small child, I, I remember that when something bad was going on around me, if I was nervous or upset, I could just put my head near a speaker because even when I lived with my mother and things weren't going well, I remember being very small between four and five years old. And we had this huge, enormous, one of those uh, entertainment stereo systems that looked like a great big, huge cabinet. And you lifted the lid up 
Um, and underneath the lid was a turntable and it had a place to store records and it had, um, you know, an AM, FM radio. And do you guys remember those big, huge cabinets that were um, for a sound system? Anyway, I could lean up against the speaker. I could sit on the floor and lean my head up against the speaker and just listen to the radio and listen to the music. And um, that stuck with me my whole life is listening to music. And I remembered um, most recently listening to some talk radio about um, musicians from back in the, the 60s and 70s and how if they didn't um, ever make their album that, uh, you know, they were they're not quite sure if it was going to do well. And let's, let's just use the Eagles for an example. Um, the Eagles, when they wrote the Hotel California album, it was a smash hit. It was just like, it was bigger than they could ever possibly dream or imagine it would ever be. And part of the problem with great success when you are an artist um, and you, you've reached that, like the pinnacle of success and it's like, wow, it's just enormous. It's hard to follow that. And so their fear of failure could have stopped them from making the long run album. But, um, they did. And, and even though it wasn't nearly as successful as that first, you know, going back and looking at the Hotel California album, it still sold millions of copies. And that, you know, and, and anybody else looking at it would still consider that to be a great success. But because what happens with any business or any people when you've, when you've reached a great amount of success, the fear of trying to match that same amount of success a second time, it, it, it can really cripple you. And for a lot of bands, that's why when bands become very famous and very popular, and then they suddenly start fighting amongst themselves because instead of just creating music and enjoying the creating part of the music, what happens is oftentimes people from trying to compare their new work to their old work that was so successful, they end up fighting amongst themselves. And that's why a lot of bands break up. But um, where I'm getting with this is that it's the same in anything we do. We're going to have a lot of failures, and then we might have great success in something, but great success doesn't last forever. We have to find ways to motivate, motivate ourselves to finding new creative ways and new outlets to, to continue on and to empower us with things that light us up and things that give us enthusiasm and things that make, that drive us to want to do more, um, and to be our best, highest selves that we can possibly be. It doesn't mean that we're going to be rich or famous, but to be um, wealthy in life can be a great sense of wealth with friendships. We have, you know, a great sense of wealth with family, um, a great sense of wealth with having just a comfortable home and a roof over our head. And if you do happen to become, you know, fortunate enough to strike it rich with one of your ideas or for whatever it is that you're doing. And, and you, if you've built great monetary wealth, then good for you too. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, all the tides ebb and flow. Things come and go in life. And when we reached midlife and beyond, it doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't mean that we stop. It means that we continue to dream and we dream new dreams. We have different dreams than we've had from in our 20s, 30s, 40s. We will always continue to dream. And if that dream changes, we, we find new ways to chase it with, even with the fear of failure. And again, if you fail, so be it. You pick yourself up, you brush yourself off and you move on. And, uh, 
that's really what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that um, I hope that you guys understand that what I'm here to do is I'm here to help you to reach higher. I'm here to help you to say it's okay if you want to take care of yourself and do for yourself and make a change in your life that truly satisfies you. I'm saying that making that change and and as scary as it is, it's something you really need to do. Don't let the fear of failure be the roadblock that stops you from going and finding it and reaching it. If we hit the wall, remember to try and go over it, go around it, go under it, do whatever it takes to get to that thing that it is that you want in life. And listen to the small, still voice. Sometimes when we hit the roadblock of failure, it's because it's redirecting us towards what it is that we actually want. Maybe we just envisioned getting there a different way, but maybe the easy way is right in front of us. Sometimes we have to get that little tap from uh, spirit or from universe that tells us, okay, this didn't work because I'm going to help you going over in this direction. And it's pointing you in the direction that will help you to succeed. But those failures, those, those detours, those roadblocks are put there for a reason to help us to learn and to guide us. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm so grateful for the time that you spend here with me. I mean, I truly am. It, it, I know that life is very busy and that you spend time listening to Beautiful Second Act. It just means so much to me. And because of that, um, and it's also the second anniversary of my book, After the Fire, was released um, November 19th of 2019. So in celebration of my book and the anniversary of After the Fire, I'm going to be um, raffling off two books, one for November, one for December, to anyone that leaves a review on Apple Podcasts about Beautiful Second Act. I will put your name in the drawing and at the end of November and then again at the end of December, I will be raffling off um, a book and uh, I will put all the information on um, my Instagram account. So go on over to Instagram and follow Beautiful Second Act. I will also put the information here. So make sure that you go on over to Instagram, follow Beautiful Second Act. Make sure that you um, are listening in. If you leave a review, I'll give you the information and share out with your friends, you guys. Share out with the, your friends about the podcast and to join our Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. Um, I'll also leave all that information in our Facebook, our Facebook group as well. As a matter of fact, this whole thing started because of our Facebook group. Beautiful Second Act has been evolving and um, Beautiful Second Act has been growing because of all of you wonderful people who have joined the party, who've started to motivate each other, listen to one another. Um, inspire one another, and help celebrate living our best life in the second half of life. So thanks again so much for being here. Um, in the show notes, I'm going to also leave you a link to how you can buy my book, After the Fire, which was a um, book based on the 2015 Valley Fire that happened in Lake County, California. I'll leave information there for you, and also how you can join the Facebook group. Thanks so much. You guys have a wonderful week. And coming up uh, later this Thursday, we have a fantastic interview with um, a woman that is a life coach. And I hope that you guys will tune in to that episode on Thursday. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I'll be talking to you. Cheers. Cheers.